Thanks for joining the show. We decided to put together a best clips compilation of some of our best uh, stuff we saw in 2021. Here's the first one. You know, Peter Ducey's the only honest guy left in that press room right there, not kissing the butt of Peppermint Patty and Saki. Here's Ducey peppering Patty and some of the most <laughs> peppering Peppermint Patty. <laughs> I'm talking about a Freudian slip. Pepper, peppering Peppermint Patty with questions and creating these humiliating moanings uh, for the uh, not let's go branded administration. Here, check this out. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Certainly is not an open border. Uh, We are continuing to employ our immigration proceedings and process and restrictions at the border. And that includes uh, the implementation of enforcing Title 42, which is an authority, a public health authority. It includes uh, moving people into either uh, a process for expedited removal or removal proceedings. That is our immigration process that we are proceeding underneath. A final follow-up. You say the border is not open, but we're told by our teams on the ground, you guys are releasing pretty much all family units, couples where the woman says that she is pregnant or single women who say that they are pregnant and that nobody actually has to take a pregnancy test unless they want to. So are you suggesting you don't believe when women say they're pregnant? Is that a big issue we think at the border? I am not in charge of keeping the border secure. Do you, you guys think are pregnant women are posing a big threat to the border you tell me. to the border communities. You is that a big me. issue? You tell me. I'm not aware of pregnant women being a big issue of concern to people at the border. Notice the snark on Peppermint. Notice Peppermint Patty's snark. This is, a, this is what losers do. When they can't answer the... Uh, liberals, by the way, do this all the time. When they cannot answer a question, they turn around and immediately go to attack mode and make it an emotional issue. Are you challenging pregnant women? Yes. Uh, yes, we are. Yes, we are. So uh, but, but here's what I, my opinion. Here's what I think Peter should have done. Peter should have come around and said... Okay, well, Jen, if that's then the logic that all you have to do is say you are pregnant and you're allowed to enter the United States without paperwork or anything, does that mean American citizens returning from vacation who don't want to wait in the passport line can go to a separate line, women or men, because remember, leftists think men can get pregnant too. Fair question, right? They, they That's their take, not right. the normal persons, but left. Joe, fair enough, right? They think men yeah. can get pregnant. Can men and women go up at the airport at customs and just say I'm pregnant and be admitted without a passport. That's the appropriate follow-up there. And of course the answer would be no, because you're second class citizens in your own country. If, if anyone man or woman comes up to a border patrol agent says they're pregnant, they're allowed entrance into the country. But of course, peppermint Patty, who's a total loser has zero dignity left, never tells the truth at all ever has to answer a question with a question because she knows if she answers the question, she'll be made to look like the total buffoon. She really is. That's what every responsible media person should be asking right now. They won't. And I encourage Peter or anyone else to ask that question since men can get pregnant and don't, don't, don't laugh. The left keeps telling us this. Can men and women who are citizens come back at a border checkpoint or port of entry say they're pregnant and be granted access to the United States if they don't have a passport or driver's license or anything. Say they forgot it at home. Is that, is it, can that happen? Of course the answer is no. Because you're, again, a second-class citizen in your own country. But here's Jen Psaki yesterday saying the quiet part out loud. Again, proving my point. This has nothing to do with economic growth, coronavirus, masking, public health, nothing to do with anything. 
has everything to do with a growing trend towards tyranny. Tyranny requires control and remaking the economy. Listen to Saki say the quiet part out loud. Check this out. I understand. And we all know why we're talking here about the size and, and the cuts, et cetera. But uh, a cut, uh, it's not a cut uh, just because someone once proposed something bigger on paper. It's not a it's not a bill or a policy that's going to change lives if nothing is passed. And that's what we're working through. There's a lot of ways to do that. And that's the discussion she's having with her caucus. And the president is, of course, playing a prominent role in. So the president doesn't prefer then one avenue or the other. The president wants to make fundamental change in our economy, and he feels coming out of the pandemic is exactly the time to do that. And if we don't do it now, if we don't address uh, the cost of child care, to go back to Josh's question earlier, if we don't uh, address the climate crisis, if we don't ensure that universal pre-K is a reality now, uh, we're, we're not going to have the same opportunity to do it for some time. You hear us say the quiet part about loud? Out loud? No, it's all about fundamental change to the economy. It is not about fundamental change to the economy. We are a capitalist economy, or we were. What do they want to fundamentally change? Echoing the words of Obama, who said the same thing. They want to change it to a socialist system they don't even believe in themselves. It's all about power for them. Notice how she says, we got to fix the cost of childcare. Do you notice everything the government inserts its disgusting tentacles into every arena. The prices go through the roof. You know, I said this on the five one. Did you ever know five once? Did you ever notice this? How liberals will complain about the cost of healthcare and public education. And it's the two areas where government has the biggest footprint. And then liberals say, what let's introduce more government to fix the problem we caused by introducing government into public healthcare and education and causing prices to rise. Why? Because they give people money to spend on it, which drives up that which drives up the price. Because they don't earn the money themselves. They get it from other people. So they don't care what the price of college or healthcare is. They're not paying. And yes, liberals want to do that same thing to childcare. The government is a rotting cancer. Everything it touches, it burns to the ground. You watch. None of this will impact liberals at all, but we're going to do actual science here. It is Wednesday, October 13th. If this dreadful porculus bill passes and there are these massive payouts for childcare, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, on my entire reputation, the cost of childcare over the coming years will explode. You will pay more. Liberals will complain about it, and they will never, ever once tie it to the government spending plan on childcare. Guaranteed. Here, proving my point, good article in National Review, sands the dreadful Kevin Williamson, con ink guy, and emphasize the con. Uh, Democrat taxers will need middle-class taxes to fund their agenda by Brian Reidel, who does uh, really good work. He talks about how Democrats love all these social programs like Sam Setter and others um, until they find out that they actually have to pay for them. Here's a great line about Medicare for all. He says, similarly, support for Medicare for all fails when respondents are reminded that it would require new taxes. <laughs> he says, just wait until they discover fully financing the proposal would require trading their premiums and deductibles for a 25 percentage point increase in the payroll tax. Yeah, he's like, what a shocker. It's true, right? We love Medicare for all. You got to pay more taxes. I hate Medicare for all. These people don't know anything. It's only about controlling healthcare. There's nothing to do with saving you money. It's not going to save you a dime. It's going to cost you more. Here, what about public college? Liberals love that too. This tax resistance isn't limited to conservatives and moderates. 
even two thirds of Bernie Sanders supporters would not be willing to accept more than a thousand dollars in new taxes to ensure universal health care or free public college. Ah, he says, he goes on to say the revolution's only acceptable if funded by the billionaires. Billionaires and billionaires. These people don't want to pay. The minute they find out they have to pay, all of a sudden they don't want any free stuff. Public college, universal health care. Now, I know there are liberals listening. They are not smart. These are very stupid people. The ones in the government are deliberate and plotting. Many liberals in the population are very dumb. I'm sorry. So they'll say to you, the retort, get ready for it, is there's definitely enough money for the billionaires to pay for this all. So is there? So I looked up how many billionaires there were in the country. There are 614 billionaires in the country worth a collective $3.2 trillion. So if we confiscated every single dollar from every billionaire in the country, and they never earn any money again, so you can only do it one time because they'd have no money left, right? No businesses, they'd be gone. So if we took their $3.2 trillion, do you think we'd be able to spend for all this new free stuff? So I put in a search engine, how much did the federal government spend in 2020? Here's the answer. In 2020, according to Data Lab, the government spent $6.55 trillion. So you could confiscate every single dollar from the billionaires. You could confiscate every dollar, and you still wouldn't have paid for half of the federal spending for last year alone, despite the new stuff they want to add on, like free health care, free public college, and free child care. Liberals! Freaking math. Try it sometime. You dipwads. Just once. Try it. Just one time. Billionaires will pay for it. Really? You don't have enough money to pay for even last year's spending. Not even half. Uh, uh, uh. Ask Sam Setter about that. He doesn't. Math is probably not his strong point. Sam Setter. Is that really who that is? What? No, Sam Seder. Sorry. Saki yesterday, and uh, before I play this cut of her blaming the crime spike on COVID, I want you to think about this. I want you to think about three questions while listening to this. Number one, if the crime spike is due to poverty and COVID and people struggling and just trying to feed themselves, then why aren't they robbing supermarkets? Why are they robbing Fendi and Gucci? Are they eating the Gucci bags? Are they taking the alligator skin and, and boiling it? Putting a little salt and pepper, maybe some adobo on there. My personal favorite. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of seasoning, some garlic powder. I don't know. I'm not sure they're eating the Fendi bags. I'm not really sure. So that's question number one. Question number two, why is this crime spree only happening in the United States and not around the world? I'm reasonably confident, Armacost, that COVID was not limited to the United States. Matter of fact, it began in China, in Wuhan. Mm, yeah. So why isn't that happening there around the world? Why is it happening here? And why, given that it's happening in the United States, is it relegated almost exclusively to liberal cities where this crime rate is happening? Why? That all COVID? COVID just was in the United States and just in liberal cities? Of course, Peppermint knows this. So watch her humiliate herself in this sound clip here. Ask the same question by Peter Ducier. Uh, are you seriously blaming this on COVID? And watch her say, oh, yeah, yeah, I am. I'm an idiot. Check this out. A huge group of criminals organizes themselves and they want to go loot a store, a CVS, a Nordstrom, a Home Depot, until the shelves are clean. Do you think that's because of the pandemic? I think a root cause in a lot of communities is the pandemic, yes. <laughs> she just uh, she just can't stop. The root cause is the pandemic. So let's go rob Gucci and Fendi and what, eat it? I mean, again, I'm not sure. Again, it's not happening. The pandemic happened around the world. 
but it's only happening in liberal cities in the United States. These people have no shame, folks. They don't care at all. It doesn't bother her one bit. Humiliating herself is part of her job. And she grasps it and runs with it every single day. <clears throat> all right, moving on. Folks, the COVID waste is everywhere. The government is not in charge. The job numbers today, again, were horrendous. 210,000 jobs reported in November. For growth, they were expecting 500,000. Everything is collapsing on Biden at the same time as the big Mo starts to work against him right now. Inflation is the highest it's been in 30 years. Consumer confidence is down to 67 from 71. Labor force participation is at near historic lows. We are in real trouble right here. Even worse, the government's efforts to, quote, help, because any government help is usually harm, are not working. There's a reason for this. When the government spends money, the government doesn't care where the money goes. Why? Because the government is spending other people's money, your tax dollars, on other people. Therefore, cost and quality don't matter, as the great Milton Friedman said, which I'll play in a minute. The government takes other people's money, so they don't care about the cost of what they're spending it on. It's not their money. And they don't care about the quality either because they're not even spending it on themselves. They're giving it to other people as benefits so they don't even keep quality control. You think we're in an inflation crisis now? You think we're in an economic crisis now with 9 to 10 million open jobs? You think things are bad now? Real wages going down? Real returns in the stock market struggling? Nominal returns, nominal wages going up. You think we're bad? This will finish us off. The CBO came out with a score this week and the CBO score requested by the Republicans was, listen, with this build back worse plan, when you strip out the gimmicks and you, you, uh, you, you make sure that the timeline for these programs is extended because the Democrats will likely extend them. What does this thing really cost? Well, New York Post CBO finds a spending plan would add three trillion to the deficit once the gimmicks are stripped out. Now. So just to be clear, we're in a massive inflationary crisis right now. We're struggling. We're in a supply chain crisis. They're printing money to pay for government spending they can't afford through the taxpayer base. And Biden wants to go spend, what, $3 trillion more if these programs are extended? Listen to Jen Psaki when they got the score. You would think they'd throw this thing out and be like, this is a mess. We're not doing it. We don't have the money. Nope. Psaki's doubling down, calling the score, the CBO score, fake. Check this out. Well, uh, to quote of all people, Norm Ornstein at the American Enterprise Institute, who put this quite well, quote, you can't assume programs will be extended just because Lindsey Graham wants to assure that an estimate based on what's not in the bill is bogus and fundamentally dishonest. I mean, this is not a CBO score. This is a fake CBO score. It's not about the existing bill anybody is debating or voting on. Uh, this is about proposing the extension of of programs that has not been agreed to without the commitment of the president, which he's made repeatedly publicly, that he would never support extending these programs if they weren't paid for, period. Folks, do you understand how full of crap they are? The president is a liar. He's got a history of lying. He can say all he wants. They're not going to extend these programs. But the hard reality, in my opinion, again, based on hard evidence in the past, opinion for Tom Kircher, you dipwad. My opinion, based on facts of what happened in the past, is many of these programs at sunset frequently are extended. They're not just basing this on nothing. And if they are extended, which the Democrats will likely do because they love government spending, we will add $3 trillion to the debt. 
It's not a fake score. It's a real score based on a hypothetical that sadly, based on history, is likely to come true. Now, inflation. Look, Fortune magazine. Inflation's up 6.8%, the largest rate increase since 1982. Here's what that means. It means a whole lot, folks. We are in a bad situation right now with inflation. A bad situation made worse. I had Peter Schiff on my radio show last week, and he brought up a really interesting point you should all take to heart. In the 1980s, when we had to crush inflation in 1982, which is the only time in modern history we've had inflation rates similar to what we've had now, we had to raise interest rates dramatically. The reason we were able to do that is the Federal Reserve didn't own a fraction of the debt they own now. The Federal Reserve has essentially printed money and given it to the United States government to spend. What's the problem with that, folks? The problem is the Federal Reserve eventually is going to, it's it's basically borrowing from Peter to pay Paul. The money all has to be paid back. The Treasury is going to have to pay back the Fed. If interest rates go up to combat inflation like they did in the 80s, the Treasury is going to have to pay back more money on interest alone, and we can't afford it. So interest rates go up, we're going to have a massive recession. Interest rates stay low, we're going to have massive inflation. Either way, right now, we lose. Here's even CBS forcing, uh, uh, being forced to state the obvious about the just crushing inflation crisis right now. CBS. Here, check this out. An economy that suddenly feels vulnerable. The inflation rate is up almost 7% from this time last year. The highest annual increase in almost 40 years. Everything's up since last year. Home prices, groceries, gas. Which leaves COVID America coming to terms with a different kind of sticker shock. Now, keep in mind, all of this, again, this should put the Build Back Worse plan in its grave. Massive inflation. If the programs are extended, even if they're not, we're adding to the debt, but we're adding dramatically to the debt, which is going to cause us to print more money, which is going to cause inflation to get worse, knowing there's nothing we can do right now. We are staring at a financial apocalypse right in front of our faces. All of this is happening while we collect record tax revenue. Check this out. CNS News. $565 billion collected in just a couple months through November. That's a record. So for those of you suggesting we have a tax problem, oh, we could just raise more. We're raising the most amount we have ever raised through taxes, and we are still in a ridiculous debt pool we can't get out of. Let me throw a moonshot out at you. I addressed this with Peter Schiff as well. You may say, Dan, this sounds apocalyptic. We're either going to deal with massive inflation, prices going up and wages going down, or we're going to have to hike inflation rates, go bankrupt, and cause the most massive recession since the Great Depression. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bad news. The only moonshot here, the only moonshot, is if we have an incredible technological breakthrough, whether it's AI, artificial intelligence, whether it's in energy, I always say, you know, cold fusion, something that, uh, you know, would dramatically reduce energy costs. Um, Asteroid-based minerals, don't laugh. These things are not, you know, uh, they're, 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 
They're not happening right now, but they very well could happen, these breakthroughs. We could have a massive jump in productivity and wealth, which would maybe stem the inflation crisis. I try to be an optimist. I don't like to give you all bad news. So there is a way out. It's just a small chance, though. The more practical way would be to get a lid on spending today and stop printing all this money, but they're not going to do it, folks. They're not going to do it. You just heard Dan Bongino.